Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. And our mates over at Elites Breaks, find them on Facebook and Instagram. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express is back. We're in trouble, Corey. We are in a whole lot of trouble. You know why? Why? We've seen a couple games, and you know what my saying is. Pre-season is not long enough, Corey, because my team looks nothing like it was going into the weekend, so we're probably going to have to recap what the hell went on. But before we do that, where can the listeners find us on social media, mate? Uh, find us on... Uh, almost at Instagram, then. <laughs> find us on Twitter and Patreon at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Oh, Bumps, you're the most reactive person I know, so your team is 110% completely different. Um, I've got a couple of new uh, new inclusions. Not too many. Actually, my midfield's a little bit different. But, uh, yeah, mate, it was. we'll go through game by game. We, we won't touch on them massively. We say that. I know we end up. We'll, we'll probably just talk about each fucking game for an hour and a half, let's be honest. Um but yeah, should we just kick straight into it? You got anything you want to say before we go? Or one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten of my thirty are different players, Corey, than what it was before the games on the weekend. And you know, sometimes players come in and out, but one. Two, three, four, five of them I've never seen before in the preseason. I'm glad that we've established you can count to ten. My goodness, this is. Uh, what have I done? <sighs> no surprise. No you know what this is like? This is like when you wake up. You know when you, you know when you get hammered, and then you wake up the next morning. You're like, fuck! Did I really do that last night? <laughs> That's just, this now just sort of feels like a little bit, looking at this thing. Wait, hey, like, fuck, where'd that come from? Number, numbers on the board? Yeah, well, I imagine you've probably made the one change. Corey, looking for your second or third change might be, um, you know, important just to making your team a little better. Favourite number? My favourite number? Yeah. I don't mind the number 35 these yeah, days, Corey. big 35 young, young Nick Dacos, he's got it on the back, Corey, I'm... Got a little pun on him for the rising stars. So thirty-five probably is the top of my uh, top of my list there. Very good number, I think. We'll see how we go. Look, I'll give him about a year and six months. We'll we'll just see if he's still my favourite or not. Yeah, very good. Um, a year he- and six weeks. Or six weeks. <laughs> Heading across to the pracky matches, bombs. We go all the way back to Wednesday. Now that's almost a week ago. A long time ago. Jeez, didn't feel that long ago. Uh, when we had the bombers and the dogs, and it was a pretty boring game. I'm not going to lie, it was. <laughs> wasn't overly exciting, even though it was pretty close in the end. What, what happened? The the Bombers won by six points. Um, but it felt prucky match-ish. Um, well, Essendon went in with a pretty good side, except Stringer. Then um, the doggies the same. So, if they want us to sit through practice games, get Brendan Goddard off commentary. Oh, how bad was that, actually? Oh, yeah, no. I have met anyone that loves himself more than Goddard. He's just got a shit voice and a shit opinion. Fuck him yeah. all. Talks too slow. Preseason games should be all about the fantasy community. And so, 
Anyway, we should be commentating them, I reckon, Corey. I agree. Do you know what I loved in a weird way while watching a lot of these games over the weekend was the oh. non-biased Supercoach live scores? So, like, I'm watching footy and I'm like, oh, this guy looks good. Yeah, this guy looks all right. But the scores weren't live. So I kind of enjoyed that. Although, yeah, a lot of my kind of observations early were a little bit indifferent. But uh, it was good all the same. Bombs, anyone exciting you out of Bomberland on the weekend? Zero. Yeah. What about Hobbs one quarter that he played? Yeah, no, well, he was right, but one quarter is a concern. So, you know, you can't even have him on your on your field or on your pine at this point because one quarter is not enough. Yeah. I would have thought. Uh, I know did people, you want... people out there, yep. you asked me what I got excited about. I'll tell you what I didn't get excited about, Jordan Ridley. Trade yeah. him out. You did? You had him before that? By all means, did he play a good game? But in no way, shape or form... Was his game super coach friendly, I thought. Yeah, only the four kick-ins, and there was nine total for the game, and he only played on for two of them. That huge, huge concern. Yeah. Um, so straight out of your side. I didn't have Jordan Ridley. I wasn't looking at Jordan Ridley, so that's okay. Um, I think the doggy front was a little bit interesting. Uh, Josh Dunkley's numbers went up significantly uh, when Bontempelli went off the ground as well. And he, 100 and, what did he score on the weekend? 126 off the top of my head, I think, 124? 124. 124. Yeah, Joshy Dunkley. So that midfield role was there. He had 16 CBAs attended out of a potential 26 for the match. Um, only bettered by McRae and Tom Liberatore. I thought he was very, very good. Trelaw, you know, I'm a big Trelaw man. He was awesome. He was all around the ground. He looked very, very solid. So we've got those options up forward in jo- uh, Josh Dunkley and Trelaw. And Tim English scored 93, but I think the way, the big worry there is how much is Martin going to play as well? And how different did Martin look, by the way? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Was that? yeah. yeah. We, we had that game um, going at the same time. And... She- you know, this is going to make us sound like complete morons, Corey, but I'm going to you. Who the fuck's number eight for the dogs? <laughs> Who the fuck's number eight? And you called him Jordan Sweet, I reckon. I said, I said Martin first, and I'm like, oh, no, maybe it's not. Maybe, because it didn't look like him. Well, it maybe it was Sweet, yeah. Like no, 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 it didn't but, look uh, like him. It was big Steph Martin, um, who attended just as just as many centre bounces as uh, big Tim English, so they were splitting ruck duties in that game. Nothing to take away from Bont. I mean, Bont was kind of just eased into it. Look, is Dunkley's score relative? Do you want to see another week? Where where are we sitting after that? Well, I'd like to see that kind of um, number being produced this weekend for me to be able to contemplate it. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to contemplate it. Especially the fact that the rest of the forwards that we'll talk about later today absolutely popped off at a... At a more value price point yeah. as well. What did you and think of Trelaw's game? Could be. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very, very good game. But his injury history is not... I'm not keen on it. But, I mean, you look at all those guys in the 450 bracket to the 500 bracket, and it's kind of like, well, they've all got significant injury histories. So, you know, maybe this is more of a structure thing. But I think, like I spoke about in structure last week, I think you take one guy at 500 plus, and you take one guy between 450 and 500, and... And Trelaw is a perfect candidate for forward number two, I think. Yeah, and which I've had basically all weekend except today. Mm. And that was only a monetary thing. And more of a look, so he'll probably be in by the end of the 
and did a potty as well. I loved the way that he looked around the ball. Um, probably not too much else to take around out of this game, is there? There was no kids. I mean, well, uh, we used Smack Bailey Dale last week. Charlie Parker, you can, you, can cross, you can cross him off, Charlie Parker. Can you not? Oh, the 102. Get him off. He's, he's still in about fucking 49% of teams, I reckon. He's highly owned. What's that called? 33%. I reckon it was more than that before the weekend, too. Yeah. He's got to go. Yep. Ah, beauty. All right, on to the next one. What about your boy? Did, did Booker Kamas play? Nope. And he's been out of my team for a bit now, yeah. so a little bit disappointed. I mean, you'd think they would have given him a run. I but... just remember on Supercoach Super Coach Day, Super Bowl Day, he was there, Corey. That's why was there. Just check in to see if he's still there. All right, Bombs, and the game that was played the morning after, your Blue Boys versus Saints. What a game. My God. You want to hear the takeaway? Yeah, I do. I want to know what you like. No, the flag's decided. We've won it. There is no way this team is not in the top one in the AFL this year. Up and about. First win on the board. My, my good. George Hewitt, Cora. Yeah, how good was that first quarter? I've been, yeah, I've been flirting away from the on-air podcast with the idea of him for a little bit. But I can't do it because I'm going three primos in Sicily, so there's nowhere to fit him in. Yeah. And I'm not getting rid of any of the primos. But I'd be very surprised if he if he didn't have a nine in front of his number for his season average. And he's under 400,000. He was good. There was a stage on the weekend that I actually had to play with five deep down back as well. <laughs> it's just too many, and it did have George yeah. Hewitt in there. I'll tell you now, there's, there was just one play that sort of said to me, yeah, you're just not... All that intelligent, Georgie boy. And I reckon there was about... Because Carlton, they played a different game style. Yeah, they were running there and a lot more. Now, he's running from about 80 metres out into an open 50 with about four players around him. You'd think he might just, you know, run in, kick it from 50 himself, handball it to one of his teammates, let them run and kick it. It just ends up bombing it to a one-on-four. Like, like we're, as in Carlton, we're outnumbered. And I'm just thinking, mate... You can't end up on the Super Coach team and you're going to do that shit. But I'll tell you now, if that play was different, I'd be fucking going all in on him. Yeah. Did he still score? Was it 99 or something? 99. Yeah, I reckon 50 of it was in the opening quarter too. Very, very good. But he had 10, 10 but, I mean, there was, or something. Yeah, there was no, there was no, um, there was no Ed Kerno in that game. Obviously, there was no Sam Walsh. But they chose not to play Ed Kerno. They played Ed Kerno in the VFL. And they played Paddy down in the VFL that game too, so... You know, I think Paddy's winner in the Brownlow this year. It might be hard to do in the VFL, though. Gotta love it. Uh, what do you think of uh, Paddy Cripps game? Oh, you can't pick him over Lockie Neal, though, can you? I, mean, I don't think so. Yeah, I think, and I think I've raised that. You know, I think you take one of Neil, Matt Crouch, or Paddy Cripps um, into your season this year, and I just don't see how it isn't Neil. But hey, he looks very good. There was a passage up in the in the forward line. He balked about six of them, handballed at the Silvani, who hit the post. But... The big Silvani. He was, he was good. Oh, he looked good anyway. And then heading across to the Saints, I mean, Jack Steele just doing Jack Steele things. Um, you don't even notice him on the field, nah, man. But he just man, goes what, about, Another 115. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. You know, Jack Steele, Jack McRae, you know, these players, gives a fuck if they score 40 or 140 this weekend. Yeah. That's you, know they, they, you know they're not going to give a fuck about this game, man. Just floating around. But the Saints don't really have anything much to offer. Anyway, your boy Gresham scored 40. What do you think of that? 
He's shocking. He's not in the team. I'll tell you. Now, do you know what Sam, that uh, uh, Hayes, they, they haven't yet drafted him, I don't think. But he was good. Think he's a chance? No, yeah. And I'm not sure if he's on their list yet. But he was actually good during the game. So he's the one I think we'll get as a 102k option. Was he the one that you reckon played in the ruck line? Uh, no. Yeah, you reckon he was a ruckman? Oh yeah, yeah, the white, yeah, the uh, 193 centimeter bloke that was playing ruck down at his old club. Mm, yeah, mm, that guy. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. good. He he impressed me, but he's still not on the list. Yeah, danger signs. We just sort of praying that he sort of comes into it because there were a few of these top up players floating around. I think yesterday had a few in their game as well, but none of them kind of uh, impressed me all that much. Head across to the other game. Zion at relatively the same time. It was the 100-point blowout. It was Melbourne absolutely demolishing North. I mean, if you if you like Gorn, if you like Oliver, if you like Petrarca, you still like him because they just tore it a new one. They, they were just taking the absolute mickey out of this game, Melbourne. They didn't give two shits. One question I want to ask, I suppose I'll, I'll speak to you about when we get to the North Melbourne factor. What, what did you think about Melbourne? I don't care for him. Oh, I honestly don't care what any of them did because that practice game shouldn't change any of your opinions on any of those players. Yeah. Gorn 138, Clayton Oliver 123. It was just that simple factor that they looked so bloody good. Um, Christian Salem with 111. As well was pretty impressive off halfback flank, but no one's going to. They were playing in North Melbourne. I get now. that. I mean, no offence to Hot Shame and your, you know, <laughs> their beloved North Melbourne, you know, just real nuffies, real North Melbourne people. You know what I mean? Them two and Luke Ash, right? But fair dinkum, Corey. You've never heard them more song in, in your lifetime in the Patreon than they are right now. I mean, they, they've taken that preseason loss really to heart. And you know, the best part was, I think. One of their coaches came out after the game and said, we are bitterly disappointed in how we've played. Uh, like, it, it, it sounded like they gave a shit about the result and, and they still lost by 100. Yeah. That that would be more concerning than anything else. Surely he just comes out and says, look, yeah, we got we wanted to try a few things. Uh, you know, we wanted to do this, wanted to do that. Maybe sell the public message like you weren't giving a fuck about the result. It was almost like he said, no, no, no we tried and we just got belted. Yeah. They're shit. It's um, another stat. Eight games, hot shame, pay up. I'll give you a cash out of 170 now if you want. Another funny stat too is uh, Luke Jackson actually, and something you'd probably expect in this, is Luke Jackson attending more CBAs than Gorney, and Gorney's still absolutely exploding. Yeah, and you'd (laughs) expect that to be the case, I reckon, particularly early in the season. You see Melbourne's run to start off the year. Yeah. So, yeah, Dogs no Ruckland, Wits coming back off the knee, Essendon Draper. Port Adelaide, who they got, Lysette, GWS, Bruce, Richmond, Nank. Like, it's an easy, I reckon, ruck draw to come up against. And really, Hawthorne have got McAvoy the, the week after. So their first seven, you just wonder whether or not they're, you know, thinking about, you know, Gorn's loads and all this kind of stuff, whether Jackson does spend a bit more time in the ruck in the first part of the year. Yeah. Um, and then probably across to the other, the other team. I think just on that, should Luke Jackson's ownership be going down? Not the other that, way. That's intelligent. <laughs> Just the, the right call to make. Yeah. Well, what, are you disappointed that his ownership's going down? Well, I think it should be going down. 
I just don't yeah, understand no why people still fucking have him. Oh, okay. Well, you just sound like you're shocked there. You're just like, oh, gee. Oh, I'm still hey, trying hey. to get over the fact that people have picked him. Oh, right. That might take a little while. Yeah. Um, okay, and across the North Melbourne, as shit as they were, they offered some, some super coach relevancy. Um, you know, if buts maybe about it. And it came from the man, JHF, the Horn Francis. You know I love a hyphen. He was not too bad. He didn't use the ball all too well. He had 12 CBAs attended. He scored 83. Um, I mean, the takeaway from the match... When I was watching it, I wasn't overly impressed with his ball use, but the takeaway from the match and the headline was that he's uh, he's got a beautiful kamikaze style. But 83 points is 83 points, and that's exactly what we need from Horn Francis. Uh, what do you think of him, Bobs? Well, I think he's a starter in my team. As as I thought for a long, long time now, um, he, you have to you have to start him. I think it's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's probably just where we leave it. Is that you know you, you have you have to start this guy. On a side note, we all know how much I love the Punters Club, Corey, but I did say Nick Dacos bought all fifty get on before the game because I knew Warren Francis probably wasn't going to dominate enough thirty like Walsh did a few years back and all the rest of it, but um. He slid a little bit all in Francis, and Dacos has come in. Yeah, no surprise. Like, uh, I'm just trying to find where all my theory mates are. Where's Brando? Where's Renal? Where's Yort? That think uh, yeah. Francis is somehow better than Dakes, but it's right. The fairies go into hiding when the big boys come out to play. I think Brendo's down in Adelaide just thinking, jeez, <laughs> I think Rochelle might just be better than Vegas. <laughs> oh, Rochelle was good. Um, hey, one thing I did want to talk about is Jack Zebel without Aaron Hall now. So, I mean, last year he popped without Hall and, and done everything we needed him to do. Could you blame anyone? He's got 114 on the weekend. Could you blame anyone for having to look at Jack Zebel again? Yeah, I could, because they'd be stupid. Why? Well, until you go have a look at the numbers when he played without Aaron Hall and have him in your team. Corey, do I need to explain why people need not to pick Jack Zebel? Well, in all fairness, you shut on Aaron Hall and then he was in your team for a bit. You, you shit on everyone and then they're in your Corey, team. he was in my team for a little bit of banter purposes. There was no way I was ever starting. <sighs> yeah. I can assure you of that. But my God, you can't sit there after the weekend we've had of David Shaw, Rocky Whitfield, Jake Lloyd, Tom Stewart, Sicily's freak of a game, by all means, even Ridley, uh, even had a better game, and then say, hey, you know what, I'm going to go pick Jack Zebel ahead of all, all seven of those players, Corey. There will be people out there that do it. Fuck off, man. <laughs> Jack Crisp, didn't even imagine him. Yeah, midfield boy. Daniel Rich, man, they're all better than him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right. Average 90 this year, man. Get rid of Another exciting game that we watched on the weekend was Brisbane absolutely annihilating Adelaide. The good thing was is there was so much relevance out of the Brizzy Bears that was pretty good. It's funny, watching the game, I thought Cam Rayner looked pretty impressive. I liked where he was. I liked what he was doing. I liked that he was around the ball. He wasn't touching the pill, which was always a worry, but I liked his positioning. Um, Jared Berry lit that first quarter on fire. Kick three, what had fucking... 20-odd, whatever it was. Uh, both attended 12 CBAs, but Barry walks out of that game with, you know, 100 and 
30 odd or whatever he scored and and Cam Rayner walks out of there with a 40. Yeah, I mean, we all know how much I hate Cam Rayner. I mean, but he'd been someone when I was floating around with the forward structure. You know, do I do I get Rayner? Do I don't get Rayner? And then I've just come to the uh, the conclusion that we go one shore in the midfield and we start one of Berry and Caldwell. And I think Berry's about 17 streets ahead of Caldwell he was at good. the moment. He was good. Yeah, so I think Berry right now becomes a non-negotiable, to be honest. I mean, the, the game's played history is no good. But when you compare him to the game's played history of Caldwell, it's no greater risk. The game's played history games played history um, with any of the other players in and around that prize back bracket, it's no greater. Like, comparing to Gresham, if you're going to, you know, uh, use that kind of money position in your forward line, Gresham's injury is concerning. And then you look at, well, who's actually averaged 90 before? And, and Barry's actually averaged 90 before. So... It, to me, it's it's a very no, very has become a no-brainer, and the more preseason's gone on, and you've seen a lot of my teams, but and Berry's featured in a lot of them. And any time I've gone four midfield premiums, Berry's sitting at number five. Yeah. And then when I switch back to five midfield premiums, Berry's not in the thing. But I've settled, I think, now structurally on four midfielders and Berry, and then you know Horn, Horn, Dacos, and, and Stevens, who I think are. Are all going to be solid uh, contributors? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I mean, if it comes out next week, and then those two do the three sixty score wise, it's going to be interesting the way people look at it. Um, but Barry was an absolute gun. Rainer was pretty average. You know what else I found a little bit humorous out of this game um, is your old mate Fagan going out there talking about Lockie Neal spending more time forward, and we're going to play all these other players through the midfield and yada yada yada. He had seven more, oh, well, sorry, eight more CBAs attended than the next midfielder in Jared Lyons. He attended 23 of 31, still went forward and actually looked so good up forward as well. So is Lockie Neal just the biggest no-brainer in Supercoach? Yeah, I think I think when you're trying to save a few dollars at some point to get one of the $7,200,000 prize players you get, then... Yeah, that's that's a sacrifice you make. Instead of it's a, instead of it being a six fifty guy in the midfield and not having Neil, you just get Neil. Yeah, um, and Daniel two Rich, years ago, man, like, what did he average two years ago? Let's not forget, like twenty odd. Yeah, so I reckon it's even more than that. Like, yeah, like twenty twenty one, that was last year. That wasn't great for him, but one hundred and thirty four. It was the year before, for him. and the year before yeah, that, one hundred and twenty one point three. So. I mean, come on. Can last year averaging under 100 not be an anomaly? Because even the year before that, he's gone 111. The year before that, 109. You know, the year before that, 112. It's just, come on, man. No brainer. I sold, I sold very yeah. short before too. He actually scored 158 on the weekend, not 138. So, absolutely yeah. bananas. You know, it's impressive. Lockie Near 144. Zach Bailey 141. Andrew McPherson 134. Daniel McStay 123. I mean, no one's going to pick McStay. They were the, the top scorers. McPherson taking a lot of the kickouts um, for Adelaide as well. But Mr. Daniel Rich, he had he took every single kickout. For um, Richard, yeah, not surprised. Yeah, that's a better option than Zebo as well. Yeah, but five eighty-two, it's just kind of that no-brainer. Um, yeah, every hundred and seven last year, it's only yeah, half a point less than Tom Stewart. Yeah, real good. 
Uh, Adelaide, my friend. Takeaways, Matt Crouch. What do you think? And then we'll talk about the kids. What, you got a score for him? I don't know what he scored. I don't have yeah. a full... I think it was it was in the 70s. I know that. I remember yeah. seeing it. Did nothing to say, pick me over Lockie Neal. Yeah. Uh, I, and I don't think we're going to start. Let's be realistic. No one's starting Matt Crouch, are they? Uh, maybe you. I thought you would have been the only one that would have done it. Nah. No, here you go. I got it here. Choice. Matt Crouch, 81. Yeah, not even. And you know what? He probably had 47. I was in touches. But... Mm, I don't think so, but yeah. <laughs> got you there still? I'm here. Oh, yeah, beautiful. Just cut out for one second. I do apologise for that. Um, My goodness. My goodness. Yeah, we're still flying. That's all good. Hey, uh, quick one, two. Let's head across to the the Adelaide Young Guns. Rochelle, Rochelle, was an absolute freaking jet, man. That kid is a good, good, good footballer. I don't know if you watched the game, but the only takeaway I had from Adelaide was how good this kid looks. Like, he was electric everywhere. Like he was all around the ground. He'd done everything he needed to do. He snagged goals. Um, I really, really liked him. Lukey Pedler um, actually attended a couple of those. Uh, had a couple of CBAs attended as well. Not as good of a game. But the other one was Mitchie Hinge down back at 180k. I liked the look of him. Love the cut of his jib bumps. Um, and he even took a kick in. And he played on. Cool. You bring in players like Matty Hinge. And I'm just going to swipe left. Mitchy. Mitchy. Yeah. You know I've got to. You know I've got to get him, Mark. Wait, he's <laughs> left. He's left. Reject or or have a chat. Accept, I think. Left is accept. So accept if it. I swipe right, is right getting rid of him? Yeah, I think so. Well, then we swipe and right. Yeah. Oh, Matty. I mean. Mitch Hinge. If he, I'm going to call him Matty. That's how you're relevant in this, Corey. If he comes out and does another 100 this week or 80 odd, maybe then I'll have to look at it. But I'm not going to get excited about someone. Hey, he's in my team. Corey. 180K is in my team. You freaking look great. Yeah. Um, you don't well, have Rochelle either, do you? No, that's good. He's in my team too, Corey. Because there's no fucking other rookies at the moment. So I'm just like, let me just buy everyone who just seemed to put in a half decent performance <laughs> who may get a lineup this weekend. And then the moment a 120 odd guy becomes. Available, Hinge gone, Rochelle gone. Nah, I think, I think you got to start with Rochelle. No. I think so. No. Deep man, no. go watch the game. No. <laughs> if he scores 90 this weekend, I won't start him. Wait, you, you won't Trap. start 180 off an of 89.90. Trap. Yeah, I, I call bullshit. You'll get Trap. sucked into it. Trap. He's good. Trap. Kid's good. He's better than Horn Francis. Trap. Behind Dacos is the best rookie in this draft. They've actually got a steal. You should have seen the Discord chat. I mean, were you, were you following the Discord chat during this game? I've been I've been living in the Discord chat. Hey. I don't always respond, oh, but I do mate, live in there. My eggplant when Rochelle was just absolutely dominating. This is my boy. Why? I love him. He's in the circle Why? already. Can I just say, every fucking top draft pick, you can't be like, oh, I'm just going to throw them in the circle. Well, he's in there. He was. He went pick five. He was a slider. Horn Francis Corey. isn't in there. He's a dickhead. Oh, jeepers. Just Stakes and Rochelle, they just come in. They're cuddling and the circle's getting bigger. Corey. 
famous words of Big Dick Mills. Troy Pascal. Big Dick Mills. Yeah, good. Um, anything else to add on this fucking useless team? Traps everywhere. Where? Hey, Malira go. Give me one. I don't even know. Did you play? Real early in the preseason. Little Wayne. I doubt he played. I don't even know who played, to be honest. You may have. Get rid of him. I wasn't looking at it. Hey, I know we touched on Brisbane before. Did Kane Kane and Coleman play, Corey? Uh, Didn't notice him if he was out there. (laughs) Hey, do you know who we didn't talk about, actually? was young Wilmot, who's just gone and fucking got himself reported. Now, huge. Huge. Because he actually made my team. And then I had to get rid of him and find someone else. And by all means, I've actually found a few replacements. But, oh my God. I thought he he was then going to end up being a walker, to be honest. And uh, he's gone and got suspended. And now how do you, you know, someone that's missing round one at that price, you you can't rock that, can you? And the worst part was, is it wasn't even, like, we didn't need a massive... Score. We just needed a warm body, and it was what he looked like he was going to be. Yeah, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is the AFL have gone and suspended a guy for a game that wasn't even uh, sanctioned by them. It was clubs organising amongst themselves. Hey, let's all get together. I'll play you. You play them. You play you. We'll play you. Let's go have just a, a little bit of a friendly fucking hit out. And they've done that. They've suspended him. Yeah, I think that's uh, got to do with freaking because they're, I they're officially I couldn't give a flying fuck who's officially umpiring the game Corey if it's not a fucking fair dinkum game if you can't even look up the fucking stats of kicks handballs and marks in the AFL app then you shouldn't be fucking suspended someone someone came through and it's like oh yeah well they have to because otherwise they just go out there and bash each other oh yeah that's exactly <laughs> what, mate, did you see any of the fucking the Richmond game there was fucking times where Tom Hawkins taking a mark on his opponent, he's turned around, and they're both fucking laughing at each yeah. other. You think that happens in a... Re- you think they're going to run out there with the intention of hitting each other when they're fucking, they're having a laugh. Oh, it's a big old fucking party. Dangerfield and Dusty are shaking hands and hugging at the start of the game, having a bit of a chat before the first balls bounce. Get fucked, they're going to go out there and get aggressive with one another. They couldn't give a flying fuck what happens. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> Come on, man. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's... Uh, what do you do? Like... Well, we can't do anything, but fuck me, AFL. It's, uh... Yeah, fucking power-hungry dogs are, mate. You'd, no, we won't make comments about that. We might just let that one go. You good? I was just... Well, I really, I'll tell you off here what I was going to say, Corey. Yeah. You let me know. You, you'll probably be like, gee... Bombs, that was very good of you not running with that. Just give, give you a little bit of jeepers. <laughs> Just get out the big Millsy's comment. On to the next game, it was Gold Coast Port Adelaide, and this came out with. A no, I didn't watch this one at all. I haven't seen any of this. A couple of things that I actually liked, and a couple of changes that have. 
kind of happened because of, you know who I really like the look of? And it was the bloke who launched one, honestly, about 60 metres, and it was Alex Davies, and he's priced very, very awkwardly, like really, really poorly. There was 19, um, 19 set about for the game. He had seven attended. He was in and around. He, he reckons that he is the protege to play that Greenwood role from last year. He is. He said it himself. I'm ready to go. This is my role. I will play this. Now, this could be a handy little one. Now, watch this space. If you didn't watch the game, put a little marker. Add him to your watch list. Alex Davies for next week. The goalie kicked. He had a little bit of wind behind him, but the goalie kicked fucking soared over the fence. It was actually huge. And it was a very, very good game of footy from this kid. So, one that I can get around. Huge fan of. Another one. How is he priced at 200 and 2000 when he's played one career game for 62. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? Like, did he play before that, that? The year before that? Or was he no. only played one? Yeah. Literally. One game ever in his career for a 62. How is he at 202? Yeah, no idea. Meanwhile, Paddy McCartan, who, you know, has averaged maybe five, you know, in 10 other previous years, is priced at 157. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do the scores. But, um, yeah. He finished with 96 on the game, Bumps. So definitely keep an eye on him because... Oh, but Corey, you can't lock him over Barry Horn Francis. it's going to be hard, but you might have to find a way to get another one if he goes out and plays the game you played on the weekend. I mean, if you you went... And I know you haven't seen it yet. I know you will catch up on it. I'll tell you, I can almost guarantee I'll get the picture message with you having Alex Davies in your team so fucking now. So, um, he was good. But then again, Gold Coast, were, Gold Coast were good. And they were led by your boy. They were led... He's not even your boy, actually, but you've had him in your team at some stage. But Took Miller, he was insane. Well, he's, he's Diz's boy. He's Diz's boy. And he's currently in my team because I really don't want to start Clayton Oliver and I'm scared to go anyone else. He was good. He was everywhere, as he was last year, and he looked good. And yeah. his little partner in crime in Matty Rao, who spent some time following Zach Butters around the ground, which was a little bit odd. Now, Corey, we, we are not going to talk about Matt Rao, are we? We have to. He dropped 118 on the weekend. He's priced at 340, and he's going to be another one. Little Put a little asterisk My next to his name. you got to watch goodness. him this week, mate. you got to watch him. My goodness! You got to look. It is. You thought my team was, and, and you thought I changed everything. You can't be bringing in Matt Rowell and Alex Davies, and then being like, "Oh, fucking bunch! You've changed fucking sixteen hundred players in your team." I don't have Alex Davies, so we know. Oh, can, well, by the sounds of it, it sounds like you've almost captained him. He won't be far off. I can tell you that much. We get 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 a little bit of last weekend. Just watch him. Carnage. Just watch him. I won't be, for sure. What's your problem? Well, Matt Rail tag. Yeah, it was... 418 as a tagger. It was a little bit of an odd roll. And uh, big Nettie Moyle, who rucked for them. Uh, you heard heard the comments from Wits. He, he doesn't mind little Nettie Moyle. So if Wits wants to go out long term, I wouldn't mind 123k Ruckman. Maybe he just wants to go have another little stint on the sidelines. But big witsy back this week. He said it. He said it in the uh, in the presser that he would be back. In the commentary. Yeah. Uh, Lockie Weller with eleven kick-ins too. Yep. But Will Powell also had six. So you know if that's a shortened period of game, then 
you know, something you got to look at there. As yeah, well. can I ask, do you, do you know, did Rory Thompson play some football on the weekend? Big Rosa Thompson, he didn't play. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I can scratch him in off this. Yeah. No, no Rory, no Rory Thompson on the weekend. Cross to Port Adelaide. Tell you what, what would Raoul have to score this week for you to consider him? Uh, it's probably not even going to take much, Corey, because I'm just probably going to have to start considering every... Uh, I mean, preseason really just starts now, does it not? And the problem is that the footy... When is it? March 16, 17? Yeah, something like that. 16th? So we're 15 days away from the first bounce. Yeah, 16th. And and now is the time when it feels like, fuck, there's, there's not enough time here. Because we're yeah. finally starting to get some information. We start to see some players. This year more than any year, too. It feels shorter, doesn't it? Yeah, because we haven't had anything. Yeah, it does. It feels a lot shorter. Because, well, I mean, COVID has meant there's only been one game organised. Well, I know they did that last year. But fuck, there is, it's just going to be some... But clubs were training Clubs were training earlier last year as well. Like, there was more happening. This year, remember, like, everyone was off doing their own thing, like, without their club. They were, training, they were getting in sessions and training together and, like, like at the end of last year. Yeah. What do we got? We got Thursday night footy this weekend. I think we do. I think Carl played Melbourne. Melbourne, yeah. That'll be very handy. Looking forward to that. I'll be on the replay that night, Corey. It's Tucker time. Yeah, good. Oh, and a Monday game as well. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of footy. Nice little spread, that actually. That is, it's a very good spread. And pre season footy, correct me if I'm wrong, we'll have live scores this time as well. I believe we'll have some actual stats yeah. generated from the AFL website, which should mean we've got uh, you know, our usual sites up and running with some scores. How bloody good. Um, across the port, Jason Locke. Uh, is this uh, bald-headed Big Dixon? Yeah, Big Dixon. Yeah. No, he looked very good. Yeah, lock him in. I didn't see any of the game, but I think I was listening to this one as a bit of a... Was like, I think we might have been on disc. Yeah, I think, he, I think yeah, I was and watching this game. And I was like listening to this as like an audio. And and all the time, Johnny's in, Johnny's in, Johnny's in. And I'm going, fuck, Corey, he's flying. He and you're there going, yeah, no, I'm watching it. All he has to do is just go near, like smell the ball and they'll call his name out. And you reckon BT's going to be the first one to go and Johnny? hundred percent. So you watch this space. Yeah, watch this space. Zach Butters, one sixty-seven, attended five of the nineteen centre bounces and absolutely dominated around the ground. That was the difference. He was in and around the ground, absolutely everywhere. Now, where are you at with Butters? Because I'm big on him. He's the one one that I'm seriously looking at. You're not as wrapped with him, am I correct? He sits in the bracket of Trelaw. There's himself. And Isaac, which we're probably going to touch on a little bit later. Dugowie can be in that bracket, but because of the lack of, well, I don't know, what would you call it? Well, we haven't seen anything, yeah. and there's just been no one really coming out saying, yes, he's definitely going to be mid and all this kind of crap. So we might have to take Dugowie out of that bracket for the time being. But I think you run with one of the three, and, and that's really going to make or break your year, I think. Um it's just all of the injury. I don't know what to do. It is a guess. It is a blanket. It's just like fucking pick one and hope for the best. Pick one and hope they don't get injured. 
literally that that's what it's going to feel like to me if i had to rank them injury free all this is what we're going to have to do. You know this. We're yeah. going to have to do this at some Bad point. Luck. I can wait until I get closer. I can wait until I've got another weekend of data on the table. Oh, we might wait for another weekend. <laughs> but right, but right now, I might do. I'll do it right now, Corey, because I'll give the listeners something to play around with. Right? I've seen some stats in games in which Heaney spends more than fifty percent of his time in the midfield. Last year, he scored one hundred twenty-eight and one hundred thirty-one. Based on that. If the midfield role is going to be accurate, now we've heard it for a million years with Heaney, that it's going to be there. Heaney sits in at number one for me. Butters comes in at number two, and it's purely because I'm going to sit Trelaw at number three because their midfield is far too deep for me to be comfortable with uh, thinking that um, uh, that Trelaw can actually have that role and play it for the entirety of the year. Yeah. But if you're asking me about scoring potential in terms of average potential, Trelaw probably sits at one if the role's there because we know Trelaw has done yeah. 110 before for multiple years. It's almost like a flip of that ladder. It's funny because I fucking love Zach Butters too. Yeah, but if one of them just had better injury history, they would be a clear-cut number one above the others. Yeah. But they've all got it. And it's just so like, well, fucking, I don't know now. Like, I was just, I'm going to start one of them. And it might just be who I can afford. Like, Heaney's the cheapest. Heaney's uh, like 450, Trelaw 480. 80, yeah, Butters, Butters like 467 or whatever it is. Yeah. And, like, I look at my team at the moment. I've got Heaney and five grand in the bank. So yeah. I, I literally couldn't afford Butters or um, Trelaw. <laughs> if you got the but if I had you 30, start stepping down. Yeah. That's right. You need to go get this cash cow. You need an extra thing. Maybe just start with Trill and work your way to see where you end up based on how much money you need. Yeah. Fuck, it's, it's going to be the biggest talking point, I think, over the next two weeks, Corey. Leading to the season, the forward line. Yeah. Mids, mids diamond. Yeah, cause you, if you get that right, you're flying. You get it wrong, you're behind. Correct. Easiest way how to many, look at it. How many of those three end up as a top six forward? Well, they all play mid, I think, all three. But we, I think percentage-wise, percentage not all three will end up pure mids. And not all three will end up injury-free. No, of so, course. Of course not. Can, yeah. So how many do you think actually end up in the top six then? On average or on season as a whole? Well, I want, I want average, but... I want them also to play at least 18 games, 19, 20 games. You know, I want them playing high number of games, not fucking 10 or If he, if, if Trelaw does that, hands up top six, I think. So yeah. you're, you're confident in the role then? That's what yeah, I'm very confident in the role. Because as an ex-Collingwood player, Trelaw can't play anywhere else. Dunkley can. You're an ex-Collingwood player. Sorry, ex-Collingwood. Oh, you mean it. Fucking hell, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just got some big raps from yourself at the moment, don't I? Um, oh, Trelaw can't play anywhere else. And that was evident. Remember last year going into the final series when they were trying to fuck around with him and he was just... His oh, form... Fuck. Yeah, his form was just shit and put him back in the midfield and he was a gun. You know, like... Trelaw can't, can't do it. Bont can. Fucking McRae can. Dunkley can. Trelaw can't. Even Liber can. Liber can go play forward. Like, 
Trelaw's not a forward. You're not going to put him behind the ball. So I think if Trelaw does all those things, I'm, I'm super confident. If Heaney doesn't move out of the midfield, I think he's the best one there. It's just, we hear the same fucking shit every year. The only thing that's making me feel a little bit more confident is Kennedy kind of at the back end. You know, Parker's... Hewitt and Dawson gone. Yeah, Hewitt and Dawson gone. Parker's still in his prime. Heaney coming to that age profile too. He's 25 now, 26. Like You know the hesitancy with Heaney? Never. The hesitancy with Heaney was the fact that Mills... If Heaney's game was with Mills yeah. in the team on the weekend Mills. with the same role, uh, I'd be a lot more confident. Yeah, that's... It's but we're not issue. even going to get to see him with Mills in the role. No, and then what are we going to do? Watch him play another great game as a midfield. The, the, the other thing with Heaney, too, is he... You know, I was talking about Trelaw before, how, how, how Trelaw can't play that fucking position. Heaney is a gun forward. Like, a, like he is good overhead. He's a good, strong mark. He can go play forward. Like, and... Don't get me wrong, you pick Heaney, there's probably going to be games this year where he does do that. But you got to hope that it's, you know, a larger midfield sit with resting forward. Because he'll get his own bill, he's, uh, yeah. bill, he's strong enough, like he's got it all. And Zach Butters, I just I love his attack on the contest. Zach Butters is, now this is giving him way too much credit here, but like that Jack Steele kind of midfielder, you know he's going to lay fucking 10 tackles, you know he's going to get the ball. Like it, they're just going to be... It's just going to be easy score, like like not easy, but like let's say easy and cheap. It's not not fair. It's it's he's just going to accumulate points by doing one percenters around the ground, and that's what I like about butters too. So, mate, I'm splitting hairs. You can't rain him, and then you can't forget to go if to go he comes back plays pure midfield. Fuck you, laughing. Um, I'm pretty certain after watching Frio on the weekend that we will get Fife as a forward at some stage now more than ever because their midfield actually looked good, albeit against a fucking woeful West Coast side. But, you know, Brody done well. Fucking Brayshaw's Sarong's played, No, Fife didn't play. But that's what I mean. Like, oh, I, I think, oh, okay, I think now that when he comes back, he's going to spend a lot of time up forward. Did uh, you see who they played, Corey? Yeah, they played the worst team in the competition, but it's uh, fuck. I tell you what, we we're probably lucky that there's not too many West Coast fans out there. Because if you think I shat on Essendon a couple of years ago, I'm fucking gonna shit on this team hard all year. They are shit. Like I was arguing with Serial Press Dizzy the other day because he thinks I told him you can't pick Nick Nat because fucking he's rocking to no one. Like Dizzy's like their midfield's good. Their midfield is shit. Shuey's their best fucking midfielder and. You know, like, fuck it. Other than him, the rest is shit. They're so overrated. They are crap. They are crap. But... I agree. Yeah. I think this forward situation is going to... Over the next couple of... Well, next two weeks, it's, it's going to occupy a lot of our brains. All right. If not the whole inquiry of my brain. Pies and Hawkers. Now, I don't have any scores out of this game, bar Dacos absolutely fucking dominating. I, I, I couldn't... Well, I would have I would have thought hashtag JJ Schmidt eight would have posted Supercoach scores. He would have done Supercoach scores too. He did, he did absolutely everything else. Yeah, if you're not following, if you're not following uh, Schmidt on Twitter, can everyone please go do it? Because I'm pretty sure that's what he's after at the moment. JJ Schmidt eight. Every single <laughs> post that he posts on our page. What was the one yesterday? We had to do with um, um, Wilmot getting re- um, reported and rubbed out. And there was a JJ Schmidt eight down the bottom of it. So. 
go across, give him a follow. He absolutely loves it. Um, we might have to call him SS Scoop Schmitty. Yeah, Scoop Schmitty. Scoop Schmitty. But it's actually you. funny. I just typed in Collingwood Collingwood Supercoach here, and the first thing that cupped up is uh, another page sharing and terrific job drive JJ Smitty eight <laughs> his little fucking spreadsheet oh. that he put together. Now, if the people haven't seen that call, without taking we not take the piss out of him just for one brief moment, then we'll continue to take the piss out of him. But if you haven't seen, because I mean it's hard enough just to watch a game. But he would have had to have watched that game on pause every <laughs> fucking three seconds. The pen and papers were out. He would have been absolutely recording. That would have been, I reckon, a six to ten hour job. And that generally goes unheralded. He absolutely and, loves it. And so, well, he does love it. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it if you didn't love it, let's face it. But if you haven't seen what he's put out, I mean, you get all your... It was, it's like having the AFL app on your hands there. He's got every fucking category. He's got score involvement, score assists. He's, he's got the lot there. So... I mean, we apologise that he was unable to do it for uh, for every single game, but my God, there wouldn't be enough hours in the week for him just to sleep, I would have thought, if he was to he, do that. He actually does a fucking shit ton of work around here, JJ Smitty 8, so uh, hats off to him. Um, now, what were your takeaways from this game? Because it was Dacos tick, it was crisp roll fucking tick. Um, yeah. Sicily, uh, was a, I was pissing myself early when he fucking gave away the 50 meter penalty right in the square. Like, yeah, like just, yeah. he's back, tick. Titch around the ball as always. Brody Grundy looks so good around the ground. It was kind of just everything you looked at these two teams in the preseason. Um, Finney McGuinness fucking having uh, some midfield minutes as well. It was the six quarters, which does make it tough. What were your takeaways? Well, my takeaway was that everything that I was comfortable with was just reassured. So I left this game reassured that I didn't have to change any of my Hawthorne or Collingwood selections. Yeah. And because everything was seemed to be right. Nick Dacos will probably be a defender, and we could be in some happy territory at some stage. Nick Dacos might get a little bit of everything. Yeah. How was it? And I've had a laugh at this with you. How he's standing behind the ball, directing traffic where to go. The bloke hasn't even played a an actual yeah. markdown senior game of football, and he's just telling everyone where to go. He is the rising star this year. Great signs. Yeah, it is. Again, we're responsibly, but I did have two fifty on him before that game because I thought he'd short and got it at four dollars fifty already into four to one. Corey, just playing it smart. Absolutely flying. Um, yeah, there's not too much more you can take out of this game. I don't think. Um. That it was everything you needed to see. Correct. And Sicily probably going to get a lot of ball down back this year. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, very good. Sydney and Gold Coast, my friend. Now, you are going to take basically the whole reins of this. Did I say Sydney and Gold Coast? GWS and Sydney. I do apologize. Um, I don't know what you mean. I didn't go back and I haven't seen this game yet. Um, you've got a lot of kind of eggplant emojis floating around about this. Hit me up. Lloyd is Lloyd. Tick. Isaac Heaney. We're not going to spend more time talking about Isaac Heaney. We've already spoken about him. But Isaac Heaney, if midfield, tick, because that was prominent, and he probably would have scored 50 in the first quarter alone. Yeah, other than the Ruckman, was the third most CBA attended for Sydney. Love that you've got the stats on hand there. Dylan Stevens, that's an on-field. Now, I want to talk to you about this specifically because you, you want him on your pine. 
Well, I've got him on my pine at the moment. It's not the... He is an on-field starting rookie, no doubt. We'll see, but yep. No, no, not we'll see. Oh, Corey, I said no doubt. Okay, keep going. Okay, no doubt. What does that mean, Corey? Do uh, you think he's an on-field starting rookie, no doubt? Yeah, and there's no doubt when I say that, okay? Zero doubt, which means make it happen, okay? He de- he's going to out-average the horn. So even if you want to start the horn, Corey, put him on your pine, but don't leave Stevens on your pine. He's he's the second selected midfield starting rookie behind Dacos, okay? Yep. Making that clear. All right, I'll get him on now. Thank you. Now, now this, this is where it's going to get very interesting, Corey. But you would have heard the Sydney podcast. Where did Bombs tell you Paddy McCartan was going to play, Corey? Down back. Yeah, where was he? Down back. Oh, you would have known. You didn't watch the game. He was down I back. I don't need to watch the game. I've listened to you enough over the last three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got that. Lock him in is what I'm saying. 157. Yeah, he's not going to average 70, 80. You have the occasional game where he scores 70 points, 80 points. He'll be good for 60s. And you string the games together playing in the back line. What I tell you in the Sydney podcast, you're less likely to get knocked out playing in defence than you are in the forward line because no one's trying to punch the ball out of your hands and coming from the back of your head, right? He'll be the one doing the punching, but he will be flying up and taking the intercept. I was very happy with the intercept game he put on. And I see, apart from maybe his fitness levels, because he, he's always been a bigger boy, Yeah. but apart from his fitness levels, I don't see how he doesn't play every game. Well, you know, barring injury and all the rest of it too. And I think with just some of the carnage we've had, um, you know, in the last little bit, I just think it's it just looks very nice having, you know, a name there. I'm comfortable with it. I like it. And that's a huge win. The other one, Corey. And I know you're just going to say... You know how I feel about this. You've been, you've been dumb, Bombs. You've been dumb for even suggesting not to have him in your team and all the rest of it. But I'll tell you now. Before we go, before we go here, sorry, you have almost ridiculed me over the last two weeks for still holding on to this man as well. Yes, agreed. I have encouraged you to get rid of him. Yes, a lot. Yep. Okay. And you know what, Corey? I'll just blame preseason hype now and the preseason game. If if it all goes fucking pear shaped, then and I'll just say, well, I should have listened to myself going into the year because I I thought this was going to happen. But Lockie Whitfield, welcome back to the Bombs, the Bombs Express. Okay, I've had to get rid of Jack Crisp, and by all means, it's more of a monetary thing as well. If I had seventy k floating around, I'd probably be tempted to go up and get Crisp or um, or Stewart. But my God, I'll tell you now, this guy is the Aaron Hall of this year, just purely based on the amount of kick-ins he takes. But you know what he did with every kick-in virtually? I'm glad you spoke about this because you you bring it up to me the other day, so it's something that needs to be said. He'd go kick at 20 metres and then sprint and get a handball receive and then use it again every single time. And he'd step outside the box as well to make sure it's a kick. Don't you worry about that. So he'd get a kick, 20-plus metres gained, effective kick, handball receive, another 30, 40 metres on the kick, effective kick gain. He would... Every, it's like every time there's a point scored, marking down for two effective kicks in 70 metres gained. Just a stat haul. And I don't know about you, but every game I've seen, I don't know, maybe it's my eyes, maybe it's the fact that it's pre-season, maybe the structures aren't in place fully, 
But it seemed like every team's zone was pushed even further back, and they were allowing teams to, to do this. Yeah. Like the zone wasn't up too close. It was almost like the zone starts at the 30-meter mark instead of the, you know, the, I don't know, the 20-meter mark. It's, it's like it's gone 10 meters more backwards. And so it allows players, and Jaden Short did it. We haven't done the Richmond game yet, but Jaden Short did the exact same fucking thing too. He'd kick it, he'd run, get the handball received, and then fucking put it in another 40 meters down the line. It is game massive by Jaden Short. Yeah, and, and man, if I wasn't seeing Richfield do that, he'd be, I wouldn't even be bringing him back into the team. But him now, I just think, man, even with his injury history, I'm probably just going to ride that because I, I, I don't see how it's, you know, I'm even I'm even saying 110, you know, and being a little conservative on that too. Uh, he could do 115s with this role. Yeah. And I like 500, that. like 502, I think you, you, you take the gamble knowing he's probably going to miss two or three. Absolute bargain. Um, anything else to take out of this game? Um, nothing like, yeah, nah, nah, nothing, nothing of, uh, just have a look at stats. Well, Pruce, Tim Pruce only played the one. Oh, yeah, fuck. Shit. Big, big Prucey, yeah. Flynn was the yeah. number one ruck. We were talking about this the other day. Do you reckon there's any chance, first game back, ease him into it? I'm hoping not, because I kind of like my team with Gorn in it. Because if Pruce comes out now next week and he's... You know, the main man does all right. Things are looking good for Anwan. He's picked as the solo ruck. It's going to throw everything into disarray because I'm just setting up my team now. No Wits, no Pruce. Like, I'm, I'm going... It, like, if Pruce is good, I'm going to select Wits with him. And if Pruce is not good, I'm just going gone and getting the... And that the, was the um, conversation the we had, is that you have to... To get Pruce, you have to have a Wits. You, you can't rely on a, a solo Pruce every week. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, that is a yeah. You can definitely not do that. Or your wits equivalent. Um, a lot of the big boys, not too much around the ball. Timmy Taranto on the eight CBAs attended. Lockie Ash on the eight CBAs attended. It was more the Tom Green, Callum Ward, Canelio back in the middle. Thirteen out of twenty-four CBAs attended, which is fucking handy. Um, and Josh Kelly in there as well too. So it's good to see our two hundred k players just doing that. But uh, Timmy Taranto kind of out of that uh, that frame for us at the moment. Yeah, with all the what looked like to be the better value options in, up forward. Correct. Yep. Uh, would you have a? If anyone said I'm going to start Tim Taranto, would nah, you care? Not having a crack. No. Nah, okay. Cool. All right. Across to Freo and West Coast. Another one of these fucking weird six quarter games. Hey, how's this stat? Caleb Sarong, twenty six of twenty eight CBA attended. Elite. Have a look. What did he score? I don't think he cracked a mammoth score. I think it was just over yeah, 100. That's a concern. You know, the problem is I just seen that the fucking, like the official full stat sheet only just came out um, seven minutes ago on the Herald Sun website. And don't, oh, have, yeah. don't have access to it, though. <laughs> Paywall. So oh, normally so it's one of those subscriptions. There's heaps of Patreons in there that have got them. And, um, yeah, kind of just missed out on that. Uh, Frederick with a 144. Brayshaw, 139. Fuck, isn't he good? He's actually Brayshaw. so good. Yeah. Uh, Crota, 130. Wait, Will Brody. Now, someone in the Patreon, even after the... I, I don't know who it was. Even after this score came out on the weekend, said, nah, I'm probably going to pass on Will Brody. 19 of 28 CBAs. And this is why I think that they've, they've actually grabbed this. And Will Brody is good. With Sarong and Brayshaw. This is why I think Foss going to spend a lot more yeah. time forward. 
bullish. Yeah. Bullish if you don't start with Will Bolden. Um, Lloyd Meek, 115. Now, this kind of gets me <laughs> fucking excited for the um, for big boy Darcy to be back. Why? I just think that Darcy, this midfield is good, and I think Darcy's going to score real well. What if Lloyd Meek... They won't play both of them. They Darcy. won't. They won't. Darcy will be back in. That's just how they're going to But what if Meek's just better than Darcy now? You know Meek's not better than Darcy, so why saying stupid things? No one in their right mind should start Darcy ahead of Gorn. I've said it. Oh, I don't mind it if you do. But how's this? This, this call. Don't do it. This call. Um, they played five players genuinely through the midfield on the weekend. Sarong. And, and fuck, you can't even count that. Sarong, Brayshaw, Brody, Croden. And, it, you know, I'm a big fan of Mitch Croden. I shouted his name years ago. Huge um, yeah, and that was it. They, they just played them the whole game. Like, because obviously the, the Morgan quarters that, you know, because it's only, I'm only basing this on the on the first three. But they were the ones. They, yeah, playing on no one, Corey. Yeah. Yeah, again. But they, you know, they did name a stronger West Coast side. And you know, I got no respect for that. But um, I, I don't know. You know, I like, I like the Sarong pick a lot. Like a lot. Uh, no, not in, not in the regular form. Oh, fuck but, like, like, yeah, I think he's going to have a good year. A very, very, very good year. A very yeah, good no, year. He, will, he was my breakout from this thing. Yeah. In, um, in, uh, in the free podcast. And at 450, um, now, Bomb, so I'm going to tell you, you know I've got Matt Rowe at the moment, yeah? At 450, yeah. if I can somehow find 100K, now, I'm not looking for it, but if 100K fell into my lap on my team... I would probably start Sarong over Rao. Yeah, but he's not going to be a keeper. So why? Why would you do that? Because he might be a keeper this year. Is all I'm saying. No, all I'm saying. All I'm saying this year is he might. No, I'm saying. He'll yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm saying he will not. He, do he might do one fifteen this year. Those two could be the next one-two punch. I'm, I'm big fans of the pair of them. Just watch this space. Um, anything to add on Freo before we go across to the other oh, fucking... You can scratch your Rasmus off your list, by the way, if you're looking to get a Rasmus and get rid of him. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't think I was ever looking to get him. Oh, there might have been people out there that yeah. that word for him. Uh, O'Driscoll? And yeah, enough. Get enough. And I think everyone's going to have him because there's yeah. not many 123s floating around. So he's done enough. Probably had to mention it. Will Brody absolute Michael, block, yeah. Michael Frederick as well, Corey. Yeah, 144. 70K. Yeah. And all talk is just pure wing, but I mean, I can't personally pick him. Yeah. Um, yeah, Will Brody absolute lock if this role plays oh, yeah. again this week. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt a lock. Awesome. Coasters, are they going to become a little bit more... Oh, your boy, Chesser, that's a that's a big oh. loss because you're, you're massive on him. Yeah, uh, yo my out. background was set when I had him on there too. Who, yo out, who else went out? Fucking Ashid. Uh, I almost called him Gaff about four times. Are they going to become a little bit relevant now because they've only got 20 players on their list and we might get a couple of these cheap boys? Yeah, good. I... You know what's funny? There are a couple of positions in my team where I've got no idea if anyone's playing, so I've just gone and bought a random West Coast rookie. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking they're going to get named. Do you want to... So, do you want to... I don't know, and I'll give them a shout-out, because I've got no idea who they are, Corey. 
But Isaiah Winder, he's made my team somehow. I don't even know if he played on the weekend. He might be injured. Yeah, I got no idea. But he's made my team. Uh, do you want to blow your own dick with your bet, or you just want to let this one go to the keeper? Yeah, I don't know what bet you're talking about. Well, I did shout it out, Corey. Shout out to the Patreons. I saw them the other day at seventy-two to miss the top eight. And I put it in the, and tried to get the whole punters club money just to go all in on it. Yeah. And um, and it's fair to say there's a few figures on it for myself. And in two? Corey? Sorry? It's in two? What do you mean it's in two? What are they into now to miss the eight? Oh. Yeah, that was a good one. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. And I'll tell you now, I've had a look at the cash out option. And I've, let's just say I've got some considerable dollars on it, and they've only offered me a hundred dollars profit. You're not happy with them. They're fucking scum, sports people. But yeah, you don't take anything uh, out of this game for West Coast except the fact that wait till next week we might get a couple of cheap options out on the field. Yeah, good. And the final game, the final game, Richmond and Geelong. Now you watched, have you rewatched this whole thing? Corey. I would have finished. Oh no, I fell asleep watching yeah, the fourth quarter, whatever it was. Nah, no stress at all. Um, you have seen more than I have, but Dustin Martin, Locke, you like him? You there? Funny guys. You there? You there? You there? I got you. I got you. Sorry, I will apologise oh for that. My We're still going. I don't know what the Corey. hell happened there. The phone's kind of mucking up a I'll little bit. I'll tell you now. I'll tell you now, Corey. If oh, geez, I'm just trusting you. If if we have had some, you know, relatively good recording material around here, we probably would be the face of like <laughs> they'd probably we'd be that popular. They'd have like the Bombsburger down at KFC. Yeah, well. Unlucky because we and, don't. Cause you know, the little yeah. cereal pest doesn't want to help us out. He's disgusting, isn't he? What, what does he do for the page? He actually, you know what? He might be the next admin. I'm going to start, you know, advocating to get rid of. Yeah, I think that's smart. Um, Dustin Martin, <laughs> my friend. Oh, now I'll say what I was saying before. So I don't know what you got, what you heard, and what you didn't oh, get. Bugger all. But. He heads my forward line at the moment. Now, I think you go one guy 500 plus, you can pick Dusty, Taranto, or Dunkley. Dunkley yeah. And for me, it's Dusty. Same. That role, bonkers, and I'll start him. And then your next guy, your 400 to 500 guy, Heaney. So, you know, I was warming to Dusty prior to what had happened on the weekend, and then it was just kind of like, oh, oh, oh. he looks good. The fendoffs were coming, but... Yeah, I found it weird. I was even celebrating when he tried to fend people off and got tackled. There was an incident with Blitzars yeah. out the wing at one point. I was just wrapped that Blitzars got him because I still can't stand the fucker. And I'll tell you what, Nathan Buckley's even a bigger cocksucker for coming out and saying, you know, Dusty will be known, you know, in the Wayne Carey's and the Lee Matthews. Fuck off. Yeah, he probably will, but. Fuck me. He's not that good. Um, all right. Dusty, lock. Now, Jaden Short. What I say when I was talking about Whitfield before? Do I need to say any more? Probably not. You know that Vlastowin took more kickings than Jaden Short? Yeah, not worried about it. How many times do you reckon Vlastowin kicked to Jaden Short from the yeah, kicking nose, short in, in the little back pocket? Yeah, okay. I wouldn't worry about it. If he's getting some form of possession when there's a behind, unless he's on the bench. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, 
Hugo Ralph Smith. <laughs> Would I be lying uh-huh. if I said I didn't throw him into my team? Because I saw some scores, I saw some stats. Let me tell you this, Corey. I ran and rewatched the game and felt physically sick that I had brought this fucking idiot in. And two weeks or last week, whenever it was, that I said when people want to fucking pick players like Caden Coleman and Hugo Ralph Smith and all the rest of them, they should be disgusted and ashamed with themselves. And that is exactly how I feel about myself right now. So you bombs, but even contemplating Hugo Ralph Smith, mate, you can have a big fuck off, mate. Yeah, fuck good. Off. good way to address it. He's gone. He's gone. Don't worry about that. Not too bad at all. Um, yeah. Geelong. I liked it. I mean, Nothing super coach relevant. I mean, you know what you're getting with Stewart. He's really the only guy we're going to be picking. I'm not seeing too many teams playing with Dangerfield, am I? No. There'll probably be a couple. Probably not. And Sam DeCon in play. Wasn't brilliant. But enough, I think, to be selected in round one. So that'll be a 123. I don't think he's playing. Yeah, no, I'm going with he is playing. It'll be a 123k option. Yeah, I don't think he'll play. Hey, here's a little Thompson Dow having fucking 16 CBA tended as well. What does he think he is? Oh, my God. He he thinks he's the better of the brothers. Definitely, definitely. Um, Not setting the bar high, though. Yeah, look, I like this, Stuart. Look, if if you've got Stuart, Dusty, or um, fucking, what's his name? Short. Short. That's what you wanted to see. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. Jane Short Meters gain is the most underrated stat, I reckon, in his arsenal. You got some stats there? Or you just I don't know how far them. it is. It's just from what I'd seen. Did, did yeah. Dominated? No, I've only got kicking stats. But, yeah, no, he's, he's very good, Jane Short. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, And Gipkiss. I mean, you're not starting Gipkiss, by the way. You're not paying 171 for that. No. I'd much rather McCartan. Yep. Not going to argue there. Uh, fuck, we got questions still to go to. Send them through. Fuck, I forgot about this. now. Probably shit we've spoken about already. Yeah, Big Dick. Um, kind of. I've got that screen on the wrong side. That's pissing me off here. Big Dick was saying that there's some shit questions. Where the hell's podcast questions? We need some more chat options. Uh, that's... Podcast questions. Here we go. Got to scroll up. Uh, when did we start? It's last week, yeah. Fuck it. I think hell. you started G'day Boys from the Whitwasher. Uh, oh no! Keep no. going a bit more. Brando. Brando. Ridley. Brando. Yeah, yeah Brando. Brando. Podcast question. All oh, right, Brando. 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 Sorry, Brando. Brando. Brando's back, Corey. Your boy. You love him. Everyone else hates him. Adelaide at the moment, Corey. Early podcast question. He's maybe fleeing the country. Honestly, probably doesn't want people to know that. Uh, early podcast question. Oh, What's your sorry. minimum number of keepers to start with? He's gone with 10 slash 11, but I think you need... No, 12. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say 12. 11, 12, depending on what your jumpers is. I, I'd much... Look, in saying that, I'm happy with 11 if one is, you know, like my final upgrade guy, like what Taranto was last year. But I would much rather 12. Well, fucking, if you can get 13, even better. Um, Frogger, Ridley. I don't think it's possible to get nah, 13 without missing a lot of the um, 200k exactly. guys. Especially not this year. Uh, got some, yeah. uh, Ridley got some nice intercepts for the dogs, but doesn't have a hold on the kick-ins, and they're happy using various avenues out of defence. They're going to be games where he'll have to be more accountable. Are you on or off him? Yep, off. Off. 
Um, Resh Dog. That doesn't say I won't be on him at some stage during the season. Resh Dog, fucking another one of your favourites. Oh, oh, actually, no, now wait till you read this question because I fucking tore strips out of him when he joined the um, chat the other day, and that's what happens if you're a Patreon member. You can come in and me and Bones will yell at you and call you to get for forty five minutes. What's your thoughts on Heath Chapman at two hundred and seventy k? A little bit more expensive than what you'd want to buy, but allegedly been training the house down and intercepting everything. Potential to make uh, potential to uh, I think say gain to the four to four fifty k mark. Not a lot of reliable rookies in defence. So Restog wants to pick Heath Chapman at 270k. Oh, Corey, I don't know. I don't know how to respond. <laughs> Told you, Rest, you're fucking gonna copy you dickhead. Do I don't know how to respond without blowing my fucking lid, Corey. <laughs> and foreseeable was he's on my watch list as well. Can I just uh, who's stable? Yeah. He's got to be taking the piss clean. Whip washer. <laughs> G'day, boys. Sort of, honestly, I know I call these people stupid very often, Corey, but we have to be doing something wrong that the people that end up joining the Patreon have, honestly, the intelligence of a better 13-month-old child. <laughs> and it's, it's not even a one-off. Like, they've gone back-to-back. Heath Chapman is on their fucking watch list for <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. Training the house down, apparently. Rest reckons he's been getting down to the training sessions, watching them. I've got to start censoring this shit. I'm deleting these messages, man, because we can't have, you know, people with half a brain. <laughs> Just fucking... There, see that? They're gone. They're, gone. they're actually gone once and you're looking at them. Uh, Whitwash, a good <laughs> boys. Steel versus Tom Richard. Do we reckon Weller will be the Aaron Hall of last year? He was fucking good on the weekend. Not because of his 11 kickouts in a practice game, he seems someone who will trigger bumps. Do we start Dunkley? Oh, fucking no. We might just... I'm just going to answer these as we go. Steel v. Titch. Steel. Steel. Aaron... Uh, Weller, do you think he can be in top six this year? I'll change the question. No. The way he played on the weekend, Don't I wouldn't care. start him but I wouldn't be surprised if we ended up winning. Do we start Dunkley in case we get 130 average after six games? No. Because 50% of people have him. No, I don't think you, you worry about that. I think you have a look at the role this weekend again, and then we touch on this question before we start the season. How long should I heat my 200ml tomato soup with one cup of water for? Yeah, these, these are the questions I love. Corey? Well, in the, hold on, he's not using a microwave, is he? Because he said how long. I don't think so. No, you, you put that on the stove yep. and you just let it heat till it's thickened up to your liking. That's the beauty of the stove. You can watch it and when it's at the consistency that you like, you can take it off. How good. Your, hey, Spuds, thoughts on how many of these 220 to 280k fallen pre-rays or about to explode kids we can carry? Rainer, Cogs, Brody, Stengel, all... Stengel, fucking hell. All looking the good oh, during the preseason. Keeping in mind the high price rooks we want to be taking into round one. Also, tried tried heating up the pumpkin soup on the stove, burnt the soup and ruined the pot. Miss so not happy. Reckon Bonfer owes me a new pot. That's actually not a bad call there. From your uh, how many have you got? 200. The between, fucking Stengel, is he fucking for real? Between two to 300k, how many players you got? I'll call them out for you, ready, one by one. Fuck, Corey, we could... Jeez, I've got two extras at 180 plus as well. Do you want to go 180? Do you want to go 180? Go 180, go 180. 
I've got Hinge. Yep, got. <laughs> who, well, I'm not going to start Hinge. I know. I am. Yep. Counting because he's here now. Uh, Berry. Yep. Francis. Yep. Uh, Dacos. Yep. Uh, Canilio. Yep. Kerno. Yep. Will Brody. Yep. And Rochelle. Yep. And I've got Proust on top of that at the moment. So you got all those and Proust. Yep. Wow. I have a Grundy Wits Proust still sitting there. Just for now. Yeah, okay. Yep. Hope that answers your question. Um, Wait, hey lads, it looks like you need to reach out to Scoops again. Looks like he's he's swinging dicks with the big boys now. He's clearly flying on the cricket field and in the footy media. Get him to boost the Discord numbers and share some of his valued knowledge. Wasn't even a question. Couldn't even. I couldn't agree with you more. We are missing. I mean, we might have Scoop Schmitty now, Corey, but um. God, would uh, scoops? What happened to the Saints? If you if you're watching, uh, scoops, maybe just drop us a comment on your Facebook or something. Yeah, Carl, I think Carlton uh, beat the Saints. What, what are your thoughts on that over the weekend, scoops? Quite comfortably. Uh, Puggy, are you with me? Dusty at five hundred and three k looked good against the Cats. Lock it in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Big Daddy Norm, I have Dunks and Butters one too. How do I get Dusty? Trade Dunkley. Agree. Uh, Sitskits. I'm just going to call this kind of sits a pass. Who is getting too much hype from the Pracky oh, games? T Snow. It's T Skits. This is our friend from fucking Boston, Corey. Oh, T Skits. Is that what he's rocking? This is it. T Skits. Now, welcome. I'll take me and Dizza. We'll give you some context, right? We're sitting on the Patreon of the Discord, as we do all day, every day, Corey, right? Yep. It's about 1 a.m. in the morning, and we're gearing down for the night, you know, start to wish each other good night, tell each other bedtime stories, just tuck ourselves in. And then two skits has popped in a couple of times and uh, started chatting footy with us. Could not believe it. So just a shout-out to you, T-Skits. Good on you, mate. Yeah, very good. Um, who's getting too much hype that you're not buying into? You, you know what hype is to me, Corey? You know, being a real dirty, scummy wog, hype for me is, you know, when you walk past... The, the meat section of the supermarket and you see oh look at this pork roast here mate look, it's going to expire tomorrow it's half price but you know what I'm going to buy six of them and freeze them that's what hype is I can't help myself but buy into the hype uh, and I think we're just a little bit too close to the pracky games for me to have a a, a really thought out opinion on um, on, on which ones are, are true and, and which ones are not true because every Ford at the moment I'm not anti any of them, and usually I'm anti like all of them. I reckon. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Chapman and uh, <laughs> Coleman had cool, too much. Cool, cool. There is no. Can we make? I know we've got we haven't got many chats going on, but can we just make maybe a separate one that maybe suggests people with less than one percent of their brain cells that are currently active, and just insert every fuckhead like your uh, able. And Resh Dog, and any other fucker that's written anything really stupid, just insert them all into one chat. And you know, you know what it's like, Corey, when when you put a lot of really stupid people in the same room as each other, all of a sudden they all seem really smart. But when they're out in the community with us high intellects, it's just like, mate, you're just really fucking stupid. So for the sake of their well-being, we just want to make them feel smart. I think we've got to put all the dummies together. I'm just going to let that one go. T-Skits, uh, yeah, the one that I bought in is 
purely off Bonser's hype. I've got Heaney in there at the moment. Um, kiddo, could Paddy Cripps enter our teams if he kills it this week? Oh, he could, but he shouldn't. Puggy, should we just say it out I loud? I think I prefer Chero. Can I just say, I think I prefer Chero over Cripps. Yeah, okay. It's like 40 grand more, but I think I like Chero better. Yeah, and Sarong. I like Sarong better. Um, should we say it out loud? We'll have Gaundy come round one. Remember, you don't get one Gaund, you get two. Yeah, very good saying. I've actually got Gaundy at the moment. Yeah, I like it. Um, hey, lads, what do you think is the limit for the number of players we should, should be selecting from the same team? Is it too risky going Neil, Berry, and Rainer due to COVID, or is three the max? No, because Neil's the only one you're going to end up with at the end of the year. Yeah, and I don't, I never buy into this question. I, I don't think there, I mean, unless you're the say, whole team, I don't think there is. Avoid Rainer. And maybe that answers T Skid's question, because Rainer yeah, and Gresham, LB, I think they're two years This was JB23, but okay. Yeah, no, no, but back to um, T Skits on the basis of JB's question, which has just ignited me to say no to Rayner because that's that's a hype play you don't want. Yeah. And Gresham to get rid of both of them. But if you're if you're starting all three of those, I, I don't think that is um, I don't think that's risky because of COVID. I mean, you can't be thinking that, can you? All right, Frogger. If a contested beast goes goes so hard that all the other blokes end up giving up and just let him have the pill, does that? mean that it's a contest contest ironically ends up making him super contested uncontested holy fuck that was a tongue twister Frogger, that's what that i never know i never know where this bloke ends up going with half his questions and memes Corey. are you all He's in not, on I mean, rainer and berry now or do we need to see more oh i'm all in on berry not rainer save you need to see. And in fact, we probably need a whole separate chat for Frogger because he's just like <laughs> six levels of intellect above us. So we're probably going to end up in a different chat where we're going to feel like the smarties are getting good. Um, are JHF and Dacos still locked in despite the price tag? Yes. Yep, going nowhere. Frogger, Will Brady, great role with the CBAs. Could he be borderline viable? Not much. He's not borderline viable, Frogger. Fucking get him in. Get all three of them in. Yeah. And Barry as well. Um, uh, Big Daddy Norm, Coldwell with Barry trying to pick between them, causing headaches. Well, I think the good Barry. thing is, I think it's Barry because you know, you know what you're going to get with Barry. I think I think Caldwell Correct. is still a little bit fifty-fifty. Uh, Spencer Seven with the departure of Jordan Dawson, does Jake Lloyd become a must-have? He always was a must-have. Where the fuck did this come from? Also thinking similar with Jaden Short as Hooli has retired. Pink flag bombs. Love Jaden Short. Uh, I don't see how I run into the season without him. And I've been on that for a little bit now, Jaden Short. Um, I don't know if Dawson actually impacts Lloyd too much. I think Lloyd's averaged more than 107 the last four years. And, you know, whether Dawson is in or out of the team, I wouldn't have thought that makes too much difference. So it doesn't make him a must-have. I think you just pick Lloyd on the basis of he's done 107 at least four years in a row. Yeah, Lloyd's a lock. Um, and last question, is Dave Hughes the most overrated comedian in Australia? Yeah, I'm going to go with a yes on that one. That's... Actually, no. You know who I reckon is really bad? Is that fucking real Aussie dog. <laughs> Which one? What's his name? He's like tall, lanky, skinny. He's really fucking ugly. Dizza loves him. Oh, um... Uh... Oh, fuck me. With the mullet. Um... Yeah. 